Hi guys, and welcome back to The Quiet Life with Michael James Wong. That's me. This week on the podcast, we're talking the power of music and how it can shape and shift all experiences that we have on our lives, big and small. I know for me as a meditation teacher, music plays a big part in inviting people into quieter moments. And in my life, music plays such an integral part for many moments that have really given me the gift of appreciation. Now today on the podcast, I'm speaking to Riopi, who was a musician that was born and raised in the French countryside. And at an early age, he began to teach himself the piano. And while he didn't have access to kind of printed scores, he began to compose things in his head. You know, he moved to London when he was 21, and that's where his career began. And he is someone who has a very unique and rhythmically driven approach to his performances. And his compositions are so amazing that it got him noticed. And he was able to perform at places like the Royal Opera House, Steinway Hall, and places so unique as inside the Clock Tower at St. Pancreas London. Really cool. His music has been featured in film trailers from the Oscar-winning The Shape of Water and The Danish Girl. And he has this uh, beautiful ability to create a very visceral moment with his music and to create experiences that people can really appreciate and connect with. His music's been heard in documentaries on the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, and he is someone who is really passionate about not just the practice and the music that he creates, but also meditation and how it connects uh, so powerfully in all aspects of his life. There's really a lot of things to learn in this podcast and a lot of interesting facts about music, how it relates, how it's created, and how it can soften each and every moment uh, in our practice. Now, for Ryopi, he was looking for ways to support his own mental health and develop an interest in neuroscience uh, with a lot of attention on how brain waves work and he, how it believes that it really creates this full spectrum of our human consciousness. And he spent a lot of time uh, digging in and discovering and seeing how the benefits of meditation have been so essential in his life to create a sense of calmness and elevate his happiness. Uh, he's an advocate of binaural beats, which we'll learn about, which are really interesting for me to hear more about, that really help to sync the brain waves with the beat and create this kind of absolute state of relaxation and healing. Even more, he has a new album out, Bliss, which is a beautiful meditation music album. And it's something that uh, I've listened to many times before this interview and many times since. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation and sharing it with you guys. And as always, it was such a, a wonderful moment to connect and dive deeper in. And so here is the conversation this week with Riopi. I hope you guys enjoy. for joining this week on The Quiet Life. How are you? Hi. Hi there. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah. Everything? Yeah. Think things are good. I was actually, I mean, you and I were talking just before the conversation started and I was saying I just got back from Barcelona this weekend and I was listening to your music on the beach, looking out on the waves in my morning meditation and it was really, really beautiful. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. You know, I really like the sound of Barcelona and the sun and, you know, the beach. I yeah. I need that. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. But this week on the podcast, what's really exciting for me 
is to chat to you about the uh, connection, the relationship between music and meditation. And of course, this is something really special and important and and uh, dear to you. Uh, and so I thought, let's start this way. And just, you know, could you, you know, tell me a little bit more about you? I mean, you you grew up as a musician, uh, you play the piano. I mean, what what is, what is the world of Reopi as a musician? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for me, music, you know, is definitely a part of my life you know, as a, you know as a necessity, right? Rather than than you know than even a passion, I would say it is a necessity. Something that really helped me grow, right, and uh, and find my my place in, in the universe, I guess. <laughs> and and of course, you know, you're a classical pianist, and you have uh, lots of amazing music, and 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 again, you've got your new album Bliss out, and and some really beautiful, what I would call meditative music. I mean, how did you find your way into connecting the dots between mindfulness and meditation, and and your music? I mean, what was it for you that drew you towards meditation? I mean, uh, as just said, right about you in Barcelona, right? I mean, I think you know you you have. I think everybody's got, you know, when you listen to music, you know, it, it has a different purpose, right? You know, if you if you want to go out, you know, in a club like, you know, people do, then, you know, you're not going to go and, and listen to classical music, right? You, you you might actually listen to EDM, you know, hip hop or whatever it is, right? To, to put you in the mood, right? You know, and people now, I think, and especially now, like, you know, like the last few years, people realize even more that, you know, music has... A, a purpose right so oh i want to go and you know have a, you know go for a run then you're going to put some like kind of running music you know or music for to, to drive to you know music and then you've got all this even playlist right now about mood and everything so you know i think that's very important to to understand that music you know can affect you and for me i, I grew up you know like making music composing you know ju just you know yeah playing the piano that's how i grew up making my own stuff you know always but Again, rather, you know, than a passion, it was out of necessity. So for me, it helped me. You see what I mean? It had this thing of just the purity of the piano. And and then, I don't know, harmonies in you know, developing that, that just made me, yeah, it helped me, you know, feel better. Yeah. I mean, music is such a powerful tool, right? Or it's such a powerful aspect in our lives. And obviously, you have a very special gift where you're able to play music, you know, and but for a lot of us, you know, we don't play instruments, but there's music that's so powerful in our lives. And I remember, you know, you remember moments in your life where the where the soundtrack kind of pinpointed a moment or you had, you know, songs that tell stories throughout your life. What's that like for you as a musician who creates and composes music? Do you create music for an occasion or for a purpose, or does it just come out of you like a practice, like a like a meditation in its own self? I think, I mean, for me, I've got you know, there. I think there are two ways of making music, right? Music for the sake of music, and then music for a specific purpose, right? Uh, you know, that could be you know either meditation or you know or you know like a medium like you know like an advert, you know, a movie, you know, whatever it is. But for me, I love, like, I actually really enjoy both, right? Because it's a different process, but the the process that is much, I wouldn't say even easier, but that just flows is the music for the sake of music. You know, I have something in my mind and I'm just going out, you know, on the piano and just play it, right? And, and it makes me feel something. And then it actually, it creates images, 
See what I mean? Mm. Then the other the other job, right? The images are there, and then you create music to fit, you know, the images. Which don't get me wrong, is it's a very nice process, but it's very very different. So even when I make music for like let's say meditation, I don't have this like, you know, oh I'm gonna do this for that. It's just you know I've got kind of in, you know inspiration, and then I'm gonna use you know like um, a few techniques and stuff to kind of you know shape it and help you know grow the, these emotions okay. right i mean and and that's really interesting so let me ask you this first though what what is the connection between music for you and meditation why why is it become part of your work because uh it's funny because i would say music saved my life you know the first time and the second was actually meditation right i mean i you know i because I was, you know, I've always been very, very depressed, right? I, I had a kind of, you know, tougher bringing, like I guess, like so many of us. And, uh, and you know, music was the only place that I could feel safe. You know? and, and that's why I really loved, you know, and I still love, you know, playing the piano, making music, because it kind of, you know, quiet my mind. And, uh, and then, you know, later in life, right, you know, I... It's funny because again, you know, when I, when I make music, I'm I'm safe and I'm okay. But when I was not making music or not playing the piano, then I was very depressed. I was very down, you know. And and I think some people can understand that. But when I say that, it's a pain that is like that was constantly there, right, all the time, all the time. Waking up, being depressed, you know, like you know, having this sadness and pain, you know, like so so intense that. And I tried everything, right? I tried drugs. I tried, you know, smoking marijuana. I drank a lot. I tried everything, you know, again, like many people. And then realizing, oh, God, it's not working, right? And uh, so roughly 10 years ago, I was like, I need to understand how the brain works, right? So I think the first book I read was Norman Doge, who's a psychiatrist, you know, who explained how the work, you know, um, how, the, the, how the, the brain works. I think it's called The Brain That Heals Itself or something like that amazing book and then i realized oh my god like the brain is plastic you know and then i heard the the, the you know the word neuroplasticity right with the i think it was paul uh Irita, right um paul back Irita, the, the 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 guy that norman Deutsch talks about and i found that i really found it fascinating i was like oh my god so we can do so much with our brain right so when i play music and i feel really safe i could have this feeling all the time everywhere and that's what i wanted to get you know you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just, just feel good, you know, because you're always looking after something. We're like, you know, always like constantly trying to to find a new emotion and stuff. And and for some people it works. Don't get me wrong, but for me it didn't work. Right? I was just like constantly unhappy. And and you know, if, even when I, you know, when I was making a living of my music, you know, making concerts and you know and whatever, you know, so it wasn't about money. It wasn't. It was just about me, right? In my mind, being totally screwed, right? <laughs> So I started basically researching about the brain. And so through neuroplasticity, then I understand, I understood how that we had brain waves, right? And I was like, oh my God, we've got this brain waves. And so I bought like an electroencephalograph, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I and I was like, and I was playing with it and I realized, oh my God, like we can do so much stuff, you know, in, in our own mind, right? And everything is kind of hypnosis. You know what I mean? It yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, mu music is a form of hypnosis, and I mean, it's a really, I mean, it's a really valuable thing that you've just said for a lot of people listening is is finding an outlet 
for those moments of, of feeling depressed or anxious, you know, finding ways to process it or to, to move it, you know, and, and I'm, music was your outlet, right? And for some people, it's art. For some people, it's walking. For other people, it's dancing. It's all these kind of things that we find ways in which we can feel like ourselves again. And I think, you know, it sounds to me that, that music was that doorway for you. And it's actually led you into such a really interesting, you know, scientific side of, of neuroplasticity, dealing with the brain, how it kind of settles the mind, all the different aspects that a lot of times, you know, the science tells us, but it's really beautiful to hear from the musician side, the artist side. All right. It's fascinating. I mean, what we can do with our brain, you know, is absolutely amazing. So then I, I went the whole way, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to try fasting, seeing, you know, what it does to my body. So I fasted for like, you know, like 20 days or something. Right. And, and I was like really skinny and, yeah. and then, and, and I had like experiences, right. When I was, you know, so I started meditating, like, you know, first with my breathing without music, you know, with, with, with nothing and then realizing, oh my God, like, you know, this is, this is actually amazing. Right. Like, you know, but it took, it took funny because it takes a bit of time, right? Like learning an instrument, right? I would say, you know, for people, you know, when you start meditating, it's like trying to play the piano, right? It's a few notes. And, and it's funny because everybody thinks, you know, they can meditate and they can. But do people really meditate? No, because most of the time it's like, oh, it's boring. It's like, and I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Try and play the piano. If you've never played it, it's going to be boring. Yes, mm -hmm. at the beginning. But with this, this kind of, you know, neuroplasticity of the brain, in a few weeks' time, you'll be able to play a few notes, right? And same for meditation. You will start accessing little parts of, the, of your brain, right? And we can see it, you know, with, you know, like um, uh, brain scans and stuff. And that's where it's amazing because you can see that, right? You gain to theta, the same wave that I get when I play my piano or when someone, you know, is running or someone do like a big breathing session, like Wim Hof or whatever, you know? And, and that's really amazing because then when you are in this state, I realize, oh my God, like this... This is amazing, right? Yeah. And you see what I mean? So I started really like researching about Yeah. And and what I love about that is, is is obviously you did a lot of research. You did a lot of uh, intellectualization of how does how does mindfulness or meditation, how do these practices impact the way we live? But then you made it personal. You experienced it. You kind of put yourself in the front line and says, what if I fast? What if I meditate? You know, what if I try these things? And you did it with consistency. And, and you bring up some really interesting points that a lot of times, you know, like music, like meditation, people try it once and it doesn't work or they fail, or they're not good, or it's boring, right? And they give up. And and we think that a lot of times, especially in our lives these days, when everything's so fast, and everything's so busy, that I should do it once and I should be good. I should win all the time, right? And, you know, when we look at things like meditation, there is no winning. There is no do it once and it works. Granted, sitting down in a meditation practice for 20 minutes and having that moment, even if it's miserable, it's still good for you. However, to find the benefit, there's that consistency, like practicing the piano, like anything that we do with, with both purpose and discipline. But I mean, for you as a musician, and this is where I kind of maybe want to peel some layers back and maybe dig into your brain a little bit, is, you know, on one side, you have this analytical understanding of brain waves, of the neuroplasticity. On the other side, you have not just the uh, connection to the music, but the ability to create it. So what makes a good or what makes good meditation music for you like personally like good meditation music sh should be without lyrics first of all right 
even you know when people say mindfulness you know which is repeating something you know like you know like i am good or whatever it is right don't get me wrong it's a good thing but it's it's kind of funny because it's it is a very broad subject right i mean you've got so many ways to meditate you know and um, and it's funny because you've got the passive meditation the active meditation i mean you know right so i I would just go with what i you know do i mean meditation which is you know i always start just you know listening to my breath and then you know at some point you know in a few in a few minutes no more thoughts and 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 i get there right which is not that hard if you think about it and as you mentioned you can do it 20 minutes but even two three minutes a day right for those Absolutely. who've never done it right it, it starts changing the brain right you know in a few years so if you just do two minutes a day you know even running lots you know people think you know to meditate you need to to, to cross leg and being like you know the, the spine erect i mean <laughs> i think it's you know i think you know for me i'm just against you know i am against you know all dogmas and all like kind of like you know all this kind of stuff you know i mean i wouldn't say against but i'm like not following you know any dogma because i think i don't think it's going to help you know any of us i think you know you can be on the you know just in the forest and walking looking at the trees and, and that's a meditation right you can go and take your bike and if you're mindful you know of, of what you're doing it's already a meditation then if you want to go further right and that's where music yes music can kind of put you further sometimes because a good you know i would say meditation music is something that touches you right that's something that can be emotional something that can be and this it might kind of depends on people right because we don't you know i don't think in india they listen to the same music than in the west or america than you know you know see what i mean so even though there is a kind of universality i believe I don't think it's, I think it's a bit hard to prove because our brains are different, you know, mm. like if you look at those case, you know, from, you know, again, like in, in Asia, it's going to be a bit different from, you know, the kind of Western, you know, like chromatic or, you know, case uh, we have. So I'm using it, you know, through piano mainly and, 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 you know, and, and sounds that, that, that I create myself. And how do I do that? by listening a lot you see because when you create you make something that doesn't exist right and how do you make something that doesn't exist trying to intellectualize it i think it's very hard so what i do you know to to create i just go into this place and, and i meditate you know you remember when they used to say you know oh to, to to make music you know you know you need to struggle you need to and i was struggling right? i was really struggling in my, mm. in my mind i was so screwed up and and so much pain and i was making music and i was like well you know what i'm doomed right that's going to be my life right the life of an artist just suffering suffering you know and then at some point you're like hold on there, there must be another way and when you go into meditation right you realize oh my god like this is the source this mm. is really the source right when you get to this kind of point of consciousness is the source you're just like wow you can feel you can hear and then when you make music, you know, it, it really flows. Yeah. I mean, one thing that's always stuck with me, and it's something that a teacher said to me very early on in my life is, you know, oftentimes, whether we're teachers or musicians or artists, you know, we are tapping into a source. We are translators, right? We're communicators, right? We're not always creators. We're about seeing what's there or tapping into what exists and, and translating it in a way that connects to, to other people, right? And I think it's probably very similar in how you do music in the same way as, you know, we look at things in other practices and disciplines. And sometimes if we try too hard to do something or create something, it gets harder, right? It, it gets further away from maybe peace that comes out, right? I know at least for me, oftentimes, you know, people always ask, you know, do you write long meditations and then read them? Do you, uh, do you spend lots of time preparing 
and then uh, speak them. And for me, it's actually, I don't do that, right? I've obviously studied a lot. I've spent a lot of time with teachers. I've spent a lot of time in my personal practice. But it's about in those moments to stop and allow yourself to be available for what comes up, right? To, to see a live experience, to be in a room or on Zoom with people and, and what is actually happening in this moment, right? Uh, I, I think a funny story, I, I remember hearing it and now telling a lot, it, it's like if you were a teenager, right? And you really want to be cool, Right? You want to really want to be cool and you've got, you know, and, and you try to be cool and you, you know, you have a cool jacket and you put your collar up and you have your cool things. But the harder you try to be cool, oftentimes, the further away you get, right? Because we're trying too hard. And, you know, as an artist, you know, if we feel like we want to be inspired, so I want to be inspired. Now's my inspiration time. This is the moment when I'm going to be inspired. You often just stare at a blank wall or a set of keys and nothing happens. I know at least for me, it's in moments that I can step back or just put myself in a certain environment, not needing something to create or to happen. That's often for me when the best work comes out. Do you find that? I think you just said it, right? Being yourself. And I mean, it's so it's so true, but I think it's it's very hard to be yourself in, you know, in a society where, you know, we, you know, there are so many, like so much competition, so much, you know, I think it's a, that's what meditating is a good, is a good way to kind of like, you know, find your, you know, find like who you really are, right? I mean, you're, you're so right. I mean, you see it with the kids, you know, I see it today. Um, and, and it makes me sad sometimes when I see all these kids, you know, not really having any, any guides, right? Uh, guidance, you know, about, you know, what, what, what life, you know, really is. And, and it kind of, met, you know, melts my heart because now I'm a dad as well. And I'm like, whoa, you know, when, when you see what's happening, you, you know, it, it gets worrying, right? I mean, I've got, you know, kids actually, it's funny, I've got a lot of, you know, fans who are, who are you know, young, you know, young adults, like or kids, even like 12 years old, you know, nine years old, just, you know, and, 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 and they play, you know, they play my music, right? And, and it's funny because, uh, quite a few of them send me emails of like you know or, or you know messages that you know music helps them going through a tough time and and I realize how many of them like like a lot of them are going through you know like so much hardship you know that I don't think kids should be you know should be going through see what I mean they're not they're, they're not safe and uh, and and that's I think that's really tough you know so mm. yeah. That's why, you know, when you say, yeah, people, you know, they want to, they want to be cool. They want to be, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, well, what is really, what is, yeah, what is being cool if it's not being yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think that's really what makes music such a powerful tool, right? It allows us to feel a certain warmth or familiarity as if we're understood, Right. And, and, you know, it can be someone who's worlds away in a completely other places or other countries or other places in their life. But we can all find ourselves in music because oftentimes music holds up a mirror to ourselves and allows us to feel as if we're, you know, being seen and, and, and being and being heard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, music unites people. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Hey, guys, take a moment to download the new and expanded Just Breathe app. Our simple and easy to use app with guided meditations, breathing practices, sleep sounds, music meditations, and more. And it's created specifically to calm the body and quiet the mind. 
The Just Breathe app makes it easy to create a daily meditation habit with a new eight minute practice each and every day and a large library of meditations where you can revisit your favorite practices or discover new ones. The Just Breathe app is our way of continuing to support our growing community as a resource for anyone and everyone ready to step into a quieter conversation. As a listener of The Quiet Life, we've got something special for you guys. Now, if this is your first time trying out the app, use the code THEQUIETLIFE to receive a 30-day all-access free trial to the app. This is our little way of saying thank you for being a part of our Just Breathe community. And so if you head to the show notes, you'll find more details and how to download the app. And it's available on all iPhones and Android devices and a great way to start your daily practice. Remember, all you need to do is close your eyes, be still, and just breathe. So let's go back to what you said a, a little bit ago when you said when, when you're crafting medita- music for meditation or when you're allowing it to, to come out, no lyrics. And I think that's a really uh, helpful thing. Are there any other things that, that you kind of uh, use as guidelines when you're creating music for meditation? No, I, I never have guidelines because I, I, I really like, you know, to push myself and going, you know, to what I feel. So, I mean, you know, for me, it's all about emotions, right? It really is. Music for me is all about emotions. So, I mean, I, I, I got obviously the technique because I've been doing it for so long, right? Then, you know, so you start having more and more technique. And this technique, it's a bit like a dictionary, right? You, if you want to be able to express yourself, but you don't have, you know, a lot of words, then, you know, it's going to be hard to express yourself without that many words, right? Now, if you know the dictionary really well and, you know, the, and, and every word and, and its meaning, then it's much easier to express yourself, you know, accurately, right? So, and, and that's why for me, technique, you know, obviously in terms of, you know, the piano and, you know, and harmonies and everything, you know, then it helped. It helps, you know, getting, I think, the, the, the message. So it's funny because I wouldn't really have any, any guideline to, to, you know, to 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 make a piece but every piece i think is going to be different because it's going to be a, a different approach right in a different feeling and how see what i mean it's uh for me music in a way it's always kind of like the quest you know for 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 bliss actually mm, no i'm with you on that but i mean because i mean i'm interested as well kind of obviously you know in this world of meditation and music i sit on the other side of it right i'm i'm the the teacher who's guiding meditation often in uh, in partnership with the music with the musician and so if if we were doing something together how would you typically work is it would you like to be given a theme or an emotion or an idea or would you generally start with something and then uh, build from there i i don't know honestly i, I don't really know because because uh, you know i i really make music that, that that just feel you know and then i let people kind of free you know of like you see what i mean because because for me the, the the aim is to to really get you know like yeah I don't don't want to be the one who is like kind of like I just want to give tools you know and for me the tools that my little contribution you know is giving little tools to help people to meditate and and through you know yeah through music you know we both know that you know again you know we've got this this brain waves and so we get you straight into kind of alpha right and and with this harmonies and melodies so then you're a bit relaxed right and that's why my music I think you know so far as a especially the, the meditation pieces are very successful is through this kind of like moments of just you know relaxation right so to work with with even kind of um 
like the kind of audible like you know words or something is not really something that 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 I would know how to do if you see what I mean mm-hmm. it's not because it's not it's not what I do you know in terms of a you know guided so so what do you do so you guide meditation you help you know talk or you like, yeah no yeah. I mean I I just find it interesting because everyone's process is different and and I, I I've worked with a lot of musicians like you over the years who uh they'll have uh you know will together say we'll come up with a theme and say the theme was freedom or uh kindness or love you know and you would kind of go away and create based around that idea i would go away and create around this idea and we'd come back together and say okay let's just see what happens you know nothing pre-planned or sometimes i'll record uh a, a meditation you know a very meaningful guided meditation and then i would give that to a musician like you and i go ryopi what would you do with this and you'd put them on you listen to it and go this is just what came out or the other way, which is really special, you would just create something and go, this is what I created. And the emotion that came from it for me was freedom or kindness. And then for me, I would go, okay, well, that gives me inspiration. And so then oftentimes if we were, say, performing this together or sharing this together with a room full of people, then actually it, it, it's such a live, uh, special experience. It's almost as if we're, we would be guiding a moment that people can really understand the words and the music as a pure offering of of support for meditation yeah no for sure for sure well you you i i like the you know the the, the frequency of your voice it yeah. has a kind of a soothing soothing effect oh well thank you so talk to me about binaural beats what are binaural beats i mean binaural beats are an amazing way of basically <laughs> So, I mean, long story short, right, I, I came across binaural beats when I had this kind of like uh, out-of-body experience, right? And uh, and and it's funny because I had that and then I was like, okay, I, I need I, I need to read, you know, and, and and thanks to the internet today, right, you can access anything mm-hmm. you want. And that's amazing. I mean, thanks God, you know, for technology, you know, for not thinking you're crazy. <laughs> and and I came across, you know, this guy, Bob Monroe, right, who was a NBC, you know, CNBC executive, you know, who who had these experiences and wrote three books, right? Um, and he's got an institute called the Monroe Institute in the U.S. that you might have heard of before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and they did, you know, they were kind of the pioneers of, you know, the binaural bits. And then he had a, a man working with him, you know, who was a, a NASA physicist, uh, Tom Campbell, right, that I am uh, a big fan of and I would highly recommend interview because he's something else, right? He's 75 years old and, and he wrote a book called My Big Toe, My Big Theory of Everything. And um, it's not an easy read. But I think it's absolute. I think it's one of the most mind-blowing books you know I've ever read because going you know taking off the dogma and going straight into science mm-hmm. and, and, and explaining that that it's all about love, right? Like letting go of fear and um, and when you understand that, I mean it, it's so true, right? And basically, those binaurals, what they do, they had so this guy Tom and and uh, Bob Monroe, they had like these monks coming you know uh, to 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 the institute. And uh, they made them try, you know, binaural bits. And they said, wow, you can do, you can achieve in six months what takes us 10 years to achieve. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the binaural bits are a way, tools to basically enhance those states of consciousness. 
we're going to create, you know, four hertz, you know, we're going to create like a kind of bandwidth, right, of sound on the left here, the right here, and together, you know, it will go through the corpus callosum in the middle of your brain and help basically put, you know, the, the given frequency that will help your brain to get into that state. So it's extremely efficient. It's, it really is incredible. And, uh, and it's a tool, you know, for meditation, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I totally agree. And, and binaural beats are, are such a, a really unique scientific approach to really being in the moment, in the bliss, in the state uh, of consciousness. Do you use this with all of your music or does it influence how you create music? No, but I mean, I... <laughs> I have a kind of practice, right? I mean, I do, you know, I meditate twice a day, you know, mornings and, and, and evenings, and, and I do an hour of binaural beats, right? And uh, so I listen to, to uh, I don't listen on YouTube because, of course, you know, the compression is really bad, so I would not recommend it, but I, I actually make, you know, my own and, uh, and basically, and I love, you know, testing, you know, little frequencies here and there and stuff because I think, you know, everything is, uh, it's it's almost like looking for a code, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it is, and 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 it's funny because then you know I've got a little network of people that I really trust, you know, who are mostly you know my friends and people in my industry, right? And uh, in my team, and um, and we them we make them test, right? And I have one I did a partnership with Calm, you know, the the app Calm, and and it was Med sixty six, and we had I had someone who was. Uh, she felt like she was water, right? She had like like a really mystical experience. And that was that was great, right? She just felt wow. I had another one who he felt like he was actually leaving his body, right? You have and and this, you know, even though you might think real, not real, I would say who cares, right? It's an experience, right? You know, it's <laughs> see what I mean. So yeah, and, and and that's really important in the essence for all these practices, whether it's the way in which we practice with music, experience meditation, or just kind of be in the world is that everything has to be based on experience, right? You know, and this is actually a really interesting story. One of my teachers, uh, uh, I'm going to say probably 10 years or so ago now, he met the Dalai Lama, and he had a chance to kind of see him, meet him, shake his hand, say hi. And um, he said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing the story, and he was talking about this idea of, he asked the Dalai Lama, how do I be the most impactful with meditation with, you know, in, in my country, in the world, in the West. And, um, you know, he presented lots of science. He said, we've got lots of facts. We can show people how much sleep or how much rest you'll feel with meditation. And and again, the, the Dalai Lama had said, you know what? D don't worry about science too much. It's important to share science because humans are skeptics. And we like to see things add up, and we like to know that this equal plus this equals this. However, if it doesn't add up, we then are very easy to say it doesn't work, right? And I remember him saying that the Dalai Lama said, just go with the experience. Let people feel something, and then the science doesn't matter, right? Allow them to feel like they're in water. Allow them to feel like their body is lifting up. And regardless if there's a certain belief, regardless if there's one plus one equals two, if you've had that experience, that's truth. And that's something really special about what music can do and what meditation can do and what binaural beats can offer. Um, and I just thought it was a really interesting insight from someone who's so you know, spiritually connected, academically kind of renowned, to have this advice for us all to say just lead with the experience 
Yeah, for sure. For sure, I think. Um, I mean, it's uh, yeah. You, you cannot convince anyone, you know, to to do anything. You know, and I think it's uh, it's part of be, being human. You know, you just said it for sure. You know, yeah. It's everybody's got he's got to try. You know, and I think you know why you cannot force anyone to do anything, right? It's uh, all I can say. It's like what you we're doing right now, right? Sharing, you know, sharing our experience and being like, wow, we love it, and you know, and and it's true that you know, for me, meditation is not boring. It should be sacralized, and it's a really cool way to to kind of like you know do anything you want, right, with, with your consciousness. And and that's what I think. It's a uh, you know, I remember when Elon Musk, you know, said we might live in a virtual world. I mean, I think we totally live in virtual reality, right? Mm-hmm. However. I cannot go into, you know, the, the Buddhist traditions because I'm not Buddhist, right? Even though I think, you know, they might have some interesting facts, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not religious at all. And, and and that's why for me, I think, in, and I probably also in the West, right? People that would rather, I think, you know, listen to science than religions because religion's been, you know, an instrument to many, many things. And, and again, dogmas that people, um, you know, cannot accept anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So... And I agree. And if I was to be so bold to say, I mean, for a lot of people, we we can often think, you know, music is a religion in that sense. It, you know, it opens us up. It invites us in. It's a space for everyone. It's welcoming. It's available. The The connection between music and being human is something that's undeniable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Music unites, and you don't have to convince anyone. And and when you have an experience, and, and it's funny because I receive that are quite a lot you know people having experiences you know listening you know with, with some you know my, my music it's uh it's beautiful because it's like love right how can you prove love mm-hmm. you know absolutely right you love you love right i mean i can hey i love her i'm like can you prove it that's a really beautiful <laughs> thing to say so you also as well have a new album out bliss you know what's the inspiration behind that Exactly what we talked about, right? I mean, you know, it's uh, this place, this kind of perfect, you know, state of of being, right? I mean, there is no perfect, but you know what I mean? This kind of bliss is this kind of perfect state of being, this inner, you know, inner self that you just are. And there is no more thoughts, no more drama, no more, you know, anything. Just, wow, Mm -hmm. I'm here right now, you know, feeling amazing. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, for everyone listening, it is such a beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, album. And, um, you know, it's something worth uh, checking out. Uh, Ryopi, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that offering, for sharing that, and for sharing some of your time and insights today with us on the podcast. Thank you for having me, and uh, see you in London. Ryopi, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, thank you for listening in, as always, to the podcast. Uh, as always, we will make sure we share lots of notes on where to find Ryopi, his new album, uh, all the things and movements that he's got going on, and where to find him and stay connected with us, as always. Thanks again, guys, and we will see you next time on The Quiet Life. Thanks for listening to The Quiet Life. Join us each week as we dive into more conversations just like this, or listen back to the many inspiring and insightful conversations we've had on past episodes. You can follow me, your host, at Michael James Wong, and follow the team at Just Breathe, or visit the website at www.justbreatheproject.com to find out more about mindfulness in the real world. The Quiet Life is produced and edited by Avery Putterman. Our creative director is Nikki Priest. Rate and review the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And we'll see you next time on The Quiet Life.